What's up, PC Familia members and sports fans around the world? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Press Coverage Sports Show here at the Yellow Table and is brought to you by Persistence Media. Also, the Yellow Table is brought to you by Mel Eats Meal Prep Service. It's a persistence food company providing delicious and nutritious meal prep to take that stress out of your day-to-day life. Let Mel take care of it with macro-based meal plans to help you get them gains or them losses, whatever you're looking for out of your fitness, in your life. Life, you can get it through the nutrition from Mel Eats. Look them up on IG and place your order at Mel Eats Meals today. Without further ado, let me bring in my co-host, baseball insider and sports enthusiast, Mr. Zachary Beal. What up, Zach? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, dude. Welcome. Welcome to the Yellow Table. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. This yeah. is uh, exciting. First time ever doing something like this. And uh, I would like to just claim off the bat that I'm, I'm representing <laughs> all the casual sports fans out there. Okay. Just okay. casual. Okay. Just casual, but I'm taking it to you on these debates. All right. So we're That's dropping fine. We're dropping the casual. Once the topics come up, I want, I want your true takes good or bad. And uh, we're going to get into it right off the bat. All right. Like Absolutely. I said, baseball insider, the hunt for October is on, but what I'm excited about right now, dude, I'm having like vibes of my childhood come back to me when McGuire and Sammy Sosa were chasing like home run records, you know, they got Aaron Judge's at bats on TV, he's chasing 61, the American League record, I want to know, Zach, right, you've watched a lot of baseball over your years, uh, so have I, is Aaron Judge the best home, ritter, home run hitter that we've seen in our lifetime? Well, I will say, just to, to preface on your point, I mean, over the last few years, I've watched very little baseball. It just hasn't been that exciting. There's season. no excitement, man. You it, need the home runs. And this season has been much different. I've been engaged. Even my eight-year-old son was watching with me where I could barely get him to watch if I'm forcing him to. So yep. he, it, there's definitely a buzz, and I like that. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no? Aaron Judge, is, I would say, is not the best hitter of our generation. But I want to clarify, what is a generation? 20 to 30 years, what is a generation to you? or to Our generation, so our lifetime. So in all the years oh, you've lifetime. watched baseball. Okay, so we're talking at least 30 years. Okay? Yeah, take it as plus. far as back as baseball you can remember, okay? okay. All right, so. Whether that's I'll, John I'll, Cruck I'll, or what, I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where it begins for you as far as home run sluggers, but uh, that's where we're going back yeah. to, okay? Yeah, no, I'm not going to go that far back. We'll keep it at, we'll cap it at 2,000. Let's just call it that. Cap it at 2,000? Okay, all right. Barry Bonds. Maybe. Miggy, you're saying Miguel Cabrera is a better home run hitter, home run hitter than Aaron Judge. Is that a true statement? Is that, is that the argument you're about to make? I, I'm, I'm not going to push the argument strictly on him, but I could argue that. Look at his career. I haven't, I haven't looked at his career. Do you yeah. have the stats in front I, of you? I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I was hoping your your uh, your guy <laughs> in the back would be pulling up stats for he's, us. He's <laughs> running behind. He's hung over today, all right? So we only got what we prepped. I'm just throwing Miggy out there as a uh, – He's an in argument. A, he's in but the 500 I, home run club. I so, would, I mean, he's a legit argument. Yeah, I, you can't – I wouldn't even say that um, Bonds – you can't even argue Bonds. I mean, that's just, to me, clear and obvious, not even – It's close. Barry Bonds. It's Barry Bonds. And, and if we're talking generation, even in the – you know, going back, capping it at 2000, I don't think it's a fair, fair debate. However, it's current. We haven't had a home run hitter, I would say, since Bonds, honestly. So – it's a fair question, but I don't know. I my boy P. Alonzo had a good year, all right? His rookie year. He set the rookie record, man. Okay. He had a good year, right? <laughs> all right. All right. That's a fandom, a little fandom coming out. Um, I would say Pujols is a better home run hitter. 
generationally. Better home run hitter. Yeah. You're naming all around hitters here, Beal. You're okay. you're, you're yes. going Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, much better baseball players than Aaron Judge. But better home run hitter, I'd have to beg to differ. I'm going to take the argument that he is the best home run hitter of the generation, right? He doesn't have the steroid cloud hanging over him for one, okay? So just for a baseball purist, I'm not one of them. I love Barry Bonds. I don't care if he did steroids or not. You don't have any proof that he did. So technically, I think it's kind of fucked up that we're basically assuming that Barry Bonds did steroids, even though there's no evidence or proof that he did, right? So that's pretty messed up. That Minus do- his head size. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> That, that that's not the judicial system though all right okay right. people's bodies change over time all right okay uh weight weight system's gotten better okay physical training's gotten better over the years all right so you can make that argument but the argument you can't make Aaron Judge home run every 11.9 at bats okay so let's just say at 12 this year or that's just career 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 stats. Career, career stats these are career stats here Barry Bonds 12.9, so basically 13, okay? So that's one less at bat it takes Aaron Judge to hit a home run right now. He plays Barry Bonds amount of years. He's going to hit more home runs. That's just these stats that they are. Unless that, they start walking him like they did Bonds. That's that's a big factor. Maybe, maybe. Now, Barry Bonds, those I've seen two a years. Bit of it this year. Those two years were, were just really strange, right? Those are really strange years, but those years are the years he hit his most home runs. So if anything, all that did was get this to a meaningful number to where it would have been just complete runaway for Aaron Judge right now. So if they just start walking him and he gets to the point where he's just every other bat plunking him, I don't know if he can do that like Barry did uh, in that year, um, but he could. Now you got uh, Mark McGuire. He's actually got the best number out of everybody, 10.6. But something about Mark McGuire's meathead ass just in that courtroom screaming with his veins popping out of his head saying that he did not take steroids just keeps popping in my head and I can't pick Mark McGuire as the greatest home run hitter. He never seemed that way to me. Maybe you have more fond memories. Honestly, Mark McGuire wasn't even a blip on my radar until that year that he chased down the home run record with Sammy Sosa. Did that you? Goes, that goes for both of them. Really. Right. But yeah. well, definitely but Sammy that's Sosa. Blip. That's a big blip. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sammy Sosa was just an uh, awesome baseball player all around. But he really was. Mark McGuire. I mean, probably no slouch on Deeb, I guess. Yeah. But he, I, can't I mean, he wasn't. Of, I can't even think of one highlight I've ever seen. <laughs> that's what I mean. Other than a home run, Mark McGuire has I zero think, highlights. I think it was something the way those big ass forearms, the way he would just flick that bat and the ball would yeah. just jump. Right? It did there's look like he was swinging a toothpick. Yes, exactly. And there was something about that, right? And I think our age, when that was going on, it was you know. I, I ended up being converted into a pitcher, but, you know, at that time, I, I still had dreams of, <laughs> you had of... Dreams of being a slugger? Of, yeah, being a slugger, you know, just roping singles all day, but... Okay, I can um, dig that. So, A-Rod can't be in the conversation then, if that's what we're talking. If we're talking from a pure a purist standpoint in, in steroids, which I, I hate to bring into the to the mix when you're talking greatest ever. I'm not bringing steroids into the mix. No, but people I just do. Saying that, I, I'm do. just saying that's where that's where my brain keeps going, Mark McGuire, so that's why it's tough for me to pick him, although out of this stat that I was going with, I should have to pick him by default, right? This is the stat I'm choosing. Um, so Mark McGuire's 10.6, Sammy Sosa was 14.4 at-bats per home run, and Ken Griffey Jr., my favorite home run hitter of all time, was 15.5 at-bats in between a home run. So when you say greatest, right? Yep. There's a there's that's very open end because that can go a lot of ways. If you say greatest based on X stat, of course the, it's going to be a sp- specific conversation. If you say take stats out of the equation, what does greatest mean to you, right? It could be uh, childhood childhood memories, yep. uh, carrying teams to the World Series, yep. um, big moments, game winners. So that's like, a lot of I things. Think, when I think of greatest ho- home run hitter of our generation, like the the, the first thing that came into my mind is Big Poppy. 
Yeah. I wouldn't say, Poppy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's him. the greatest, but just I, I picture him hitting home runs and those the World Series, you know, the 2004, I think it was, when they had to come back. But see, I like Manny Ramirez's home runs and more then. that year than then. Both that, of them. Yeah. I don't know who had more home runs between them in that maybe five-year span or whatever it was, but... Seemed like they were neck and neck, if you ask me, from from remembering. And if you said, "Hey, we got a big game on the line. Who do you want to uh, Who do you want to take this at bat? We need a home run to win the game. We got Judge. We got Big Poppy. We got Manny. I'll say, there you go. I'll that's, say Poppy, that's that's the argument. Poppy, Manny, Judge. Really? Yes, that's me. I, I'm also a Red Sox fan, but hey. Yeah, I can tell you're a Red Sox fan with the Manny and the Big Poppy uh, plugins there. Um, but and I would take Pujols over him too. Yeah, I guess I guess where you get where you get that statement though, which isn't fair for Aaron Judge, is they've had their career, so they've got to have all their game winning moments yeah. already. It's easy where, for my mind to go. Yeah, to, to go to those. So Aaron Judge doesn't have those moments. So let's just leave it at. Agree to disagree. Um, I'm going. I'm going. Aaron Judge. You're going Barry Bonds. And I don't think anybody can really poke too many holes in either one of those arguments. Um, I'm just going off of that at bat stance, and you know the fact that I'm hating on. I'm shading Mark McGuire for some uh, internal reasons, uh, but not not for home run reasons. I mean, I almost forgot about Griffey to be honest with you, just because it feels like what? it feels like it's been so long. It's the king of swing, no, baby. I, the kid, man. No He's at the backwards hat. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, he brought style to the game. I, yeah. I think I wore my hat backwards easily because of him yeah. when I was a kid, right? Yeah, totally. They got the, the pro fitted backwards with the MLB logo. Yep. It was the coolest look ever, right? And a Mariners hat. Only one with a bust in the hall of fame where he's got a backwards hat on. And I think that's rightfully done. And, and and I can tell you, being a a, a baseball guy, that's um, you know seeing the game from a business standpoint and just just immersed in it yeah. my entire life. Wearing your hat backwards is kind of a big deal. Like yeah. it's frowned upon. Yeah, if no. You, are you, if you ain't a catcher, you you don't wear your hat backwards. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> agree. You're either a catcher or King Griffey. Yeah, exactly. Those are your two <laughs> options, and unless you're Ken Griffey, you don't get to do it. Yeah. Uh, but. None of these great, great players are actually going to be playing on uh, Wild Card Weekend, okay? Uh, but there's going to be some really good teams playing on Wild Card Weekend. Uh, so this next topic, I want to know which projected higher seed that's going to be playing on Wild Card uh, Weekend in the first week of the MLB playoffs has the most likely chance of floundering and losing. Um just so for uh, relevance, at the time of this show, it's either between the Braves or the Mets. We're still only one game away, so we can argue either one of those teams um, versus the Padres or St. Louis versus the Phillies or Cleveland versus the Mariners or Toronto versus Tampa Bay. I'm going to take first crack at this, and I'm a huge Mets fan, as you know very well, Zach. Uh, I'm going to put I'm going to put my Mets or the Braves on the on the watch zone here because you got to go up against a Padres team, right? To, to me, the thing that jumps out is obviously their lineup. Now that they traded for Juan Soto, that lineup is freaking stacked. You know, like their worth their worst hitter is probably like uh, Jake Crowenworth or whatever his name is, and he slugged 30 home runs this year, and he's batting like seventh in their lineup. So. It's, it's literally, like, to me, on paper, the biggest murderer's row that there is. I mean, obviously, the Astros and the Blue Jays, and there's tons of lineups out there that are t top to bottom stacked. But the Padres are the team that make me worried that even running DeGrom out there, even running Scherzer out there, or if it's the Braves, running Freed out there, whoever it is, they got the power to bang with the Braves, and they got the bats to hang with the Mets, at least score one or two runs off of DeGrom and make us get to somewhere in the bullpen in between Edwin Diaz. Um, and they could beat us. I don't think that's going to happen, 
But to me, the Padres are the most dangerous lower seed team, so I'm going with them. And I haven't even mentioned Blake Snell. 2.83 ERA in the playoffs. Guy's a stud, right? And when I'm in the playoffs, I don't know what these managers think. I'm throwing everything out the fucking window. I'll pitch Blake Snell three damn games in a row if I have to. If he's ready to grab the ball, I'm giving it to him. So, I mean, I don't know. I hope I see something exciting like that out of my Mets down the stretch or something. We go to the World Series and we just decide to go DeGrom, Scherzer, back-to-back-to-back. But, but... With Scherzer, you might you might be able to. He might. He he's he's a he's, he's a, yeah. He's a he's a he's a horse. He's ready to go. Um, but my take on that is the Braves or the Mets are most vulnerable. And to me, they're one game apart. And the prize of winning division isn't really that bye week. It's not having to play the Padres. What do you think? That's interesting because I I was actually going to say the Padres were the, were the one team that I think would be the team that probably, in my opinion, would be the least surprising if they if they fell off early. Really. For a, free, a few reasons. Uh, one is kind of more of an intangible, non-stat related. It's just the amount of distractions they've had this year, you know, losing their best player and Man. the drama. I mean, it happens everywhere, but just – and they're the Padres. <laughs> That's the main thing is they're the Padres. They're the Padres. And it, it's – they <laughs> they find it, the last – That's probably, the intangible. The last three that or they're four, the Padres. Yeah, the last three or four years – there's been all these this preseason hype. They've, they're picking up pieces, nice pieces. They yep. they got a solid lineup on paper. Um, and really winning, solid lineup they, on paper. Yeah, really solid, uh, high paid, and, and they're winning games this year. But uh, up until this year, they they haven't even sniffed. And uh, their rotation, they got two good guys that they could throw at you, right? Darvish mm-hmm. and 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 uh, uh, Snell. Snell. So. That's the biggest thing. If if you're gonna get probably two wins. When they pitch, yeah, I'll give you that. But I don't know, Darvish in the playoffs has been a little. little he's but yeah, exactly. He's got some yeah. sketchy performances. Granted, there are a lot like with the Dodgers and with the Rangers. And last year, he was actually really good in the playoffs. So who knows which Darvish you're going to get? But it's yeah. been proven that you don't know. Yeah, well, he was with Chicago, right? When he really the Cubs, well, the, the Cubs, right? When he burned in the playoffs or Dodgers, maybe? No, it was the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah, yeah, the, the Dodgers uh, against uh, the Astros, NLTS, I yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was bad, and there was like the yeah the whole Astros fallout of making fun of him, and he uh, was, yeah, he was unreal all season long. Too. He was no, that was probably his best regular season, and then he just had an yeah. epic collapse. So I think if he shows up, they're they're tough. Um, I think Snell's going to do what he does as long as he doesn't get yanked in the fourth inning. Uh. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that. Honestly, just to go off topic here, when the Rays pulled him against the Dodgers, I knew the game was over right there. Yeah, it was, what even, the. Yeah, fuck were they everyone, thinking? Dodger fans, yeah. everybody. Dodgers like, fans are dan they just started yeah. dancing right then and there, like, <laughs> the yes, pitcher, we're gonna do it. The hottest pitch, the hottest arm. Yeah. You know, and, no. Pull them off the mound. Yeah, that's that's where analytics out. mess the damn game up. But all right, continue. So you think the Padres are gonna fall apart? I do. Um because I think they only have two really strong arms, and one of them suspect in the playoffs. I, and I think you can't win with one arm in, the, in, t- in today's game. I think you could have done that maybe 10 years ago. You can get away with it um, and, and go uh, platoon throughout the rest of the, the games. But Just keep on hucking, baby. With the lineups that they got now. And, I mean, like you said, the, yeah. the Mets bottom barrel guy's got 30 jacks on the year. Yeah. I don't even know his name, but whatever his name is. Kajowski. He's hitting bombs, baby. <laughs> no, but that, I, I agree, and that's that's the hard part. The home run has definitely kind of had a resurgence this year. Um, obviously, Judge is like the high end of it all, but honestly, across the board in the MLB, it's like one of the highest home run hitting seasons uh, over the last two decades. So for the sake of argument, right, we both went NL right there. Out of the American League, Cleveland versus Seattle, Toronto versus Tampa, Give me who's winning both of those series. Seattle. 
They're winning that series. They're due. Speaking of King I like Griffey, J-Rod, man. Speaking of King Griffey, right? I mean, it's just they, they've been kind of a laughing stock of, of the division and probably the whole league for at least 15 years. Oh, at least. At least I mean, right? the Ichiro days were the well, last okay, time. Since Ichiro left. Well, I mean, I mean, that's 15 years, though. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> even when Ichiro was there, they, they weren't doing a whole lot. But And he's one of my favorite ballplayers of all time, yeah. too. I mean, I, shh. He might even be a better homer hitter. Oh, give me a break now. <laughs> now you're just talking blasphemy. Give uh, me a break. No, but uh, I, I really I like Seattle. Um, they're they're like they're sneaky and they're quiet. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of rah rah. They they seem they're very like business focused guys. And they got a superstar, Julio Rodriguez. That guy's legit. He's a real deal. Yeah, and he's super young. How, yeah, he's what twenty. He's twenty one, and he took out he took out my boy, the polar bear, in a home run derby. That son of a gun. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, they look good. They look good. Um, and. Uh, um, what was the other lineup? Uh, then the other matchup. other matchup is going to be the Blue Jays and the Rays. Um, I mean, Toronto's been hot all year. Yeah. Um, well, they started off slow, and then they fire. They're like the Phillies. They can their manager after like forty games, and they go on a fucking tear. So when I say all year with these, uh, I think MLB season is way too long. It so is it, all year to me. It's been the last three months. <laughs> to me, I, I, I don't pay attention the first. No, month, that's rightfully so. The All Star break is the beginning of the season, and I think most fans are the same yeah. way. Right? Uh, almost long, all fans are. To me, to me, I don't really focus on baseball. Obviously, I focus on the Mets because I'm a Mets fan. But baseball in a whole, I don't actually dial in until the middle of the summer. Football's over. Basketball's over. What else is there to do but tune into more baseball games than typically would? Yeah. So yeah, so I, I can agree with that statement. For since the All Star break, they've been on fire. Yeah, and uh, I did a little bit of research looking at some of their their pitching stats, and I noticed they do give up a lot of home runs. They do. Their pitching staff gives up a lot of home runs. But so Gaussman's good though. They got one. They stallion. got one stud. Um, but like I said, you, you can't win in the playoffs now in today's game with one stud. No. Unless it's a Scherzer and you can throw him game one, game four type yeah. situation. The good thing that they have going for me and why I would side with Toronto is Tampa Bay doesn't have the bats to hang with them. So I don't think they have the arms to outpitch Toronto, and then I don't think they have the bats to hang with them in a scoring match. So I feel like that's going to be a tough task for them. Yeah, and, and I feel like it's kind of the year of the uh, – the teams that have been shitty to come yeah. up, reemerge. <laughs> the Blue Jays are coming out of nowhere. The Mariners are. We're, we're talking about the Mariners, so I yeah. mean, that's you know. Just talking about yeah. the Mariners in the end of September yeah. is saying enough. Even, and the uh, Padres. I mean, maybe maybe you know the AL will get the the dogs will come out of the doghouse, and the NL I think is gonna gonna stay consistent. I mean, the yeah. NL, I think the NL is tough, the tougher of the two leagues. I'm just hoping Mets, Dodgers, NLCS. I'll be a full disclosure right there. That's what I want to see. That's the best matchup. If you think otherwise, you're wrong. All right, it's Mets, Dodgers, NLCS would be the best product for us to see. Um, Both sides. But to me, yeah. the best product right now is on. The field, Saturday morning, all day long, all the way through the night. Um, you know me pretty well. Huge college football fan. All right, always got my noses in the sports books, looking at what's going on Fridays, Saturdays, uh, Sundays a little bit. I usually win it on Saturday, give it back on Sunday. So I prefer I prefer my football to be watched on Saturday. Zach, I want to know who you think the best undefeated team left in college football is right now. And now, full caveat. Okay, we cannot pick Alabama, we cannot pick Georgia, and we cannot pick Ohio State. I wouldn't pick Ohio State if if, if your life depended yeah. on it. Or Michigan, <laughs> not a Big Ten. Fan. Thank God. <laughs> that, at least, as long as it's not Michigan, because I was going to blast you if no, you had Michigan right now. Um, okay, I mean, obviously Georgia looks really good this year, and I hate Alabama, so yeah, it's like an NFL team, and yeah. Georgia's Georgia's turning into an Alabama, so it's kind of getting obnoxious, anyways, but. Um, and there's a lot of undefeated teams right now. A lot of undefeated teams, but I, I like SC. 
to be honest with you. I see. And Even I, after the Oregon State scare? Well, listen. Those bastards screwed me. I thought that was the lock of the week. I was going lock yeah. of the week on USC, Oregon State, man. And they right, laid a dud, dude. I was right there with you, but I, I, I did it. I, I stayed up a little too late Friday night watching all the, the analytics and the conversations. And everyone was all these uh, sport gurus guys were big on Oregon State. Calling upsets and and he's saying oh the it should have been a route yeah it should have been uh, <laughs> but I think uh, that 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 league is is getting better and, and you know it's not so top heavy anymore all the teams are are looking pretty good this year minus Stanford maybe and Arizona State but you got four or five contenders in there right yeah um, Washington looks really good yeah and they have for a few years too yeah um, I like I, I like that program I love Washington I, I went to a game up there once and it was an unreal experience but I like SC and Penn State probably would be the two I was I'm kind of torn on those I, I, SC and Penn State yeah but there's a lot to choose from and and uh what I like about this year is it it, it kind of feels like it's wide open and I feel like it hasn't felt that way this early in the long it time. does it does to me Bama doesn't seem as dominating Georgia doesn't seem as dominating, but I don't know. Georgia actually seems pretty damn good. I think there's like 25 undefeated teams right now, right? It's it's close. It's close. It's wow. like tw- it's like it's like 22. It's, it's 22, and there's only three of them that aren't in the top 25. And they're spread out throughout different divisions, yeah. different um, yeah. leagues, and all over the place. I'm, I'm an SC fan, so you know you're you're talking heavy Mets. I'm talking. You, you, they're backing it up though, yeah. and it's so early to go on SC, but I feel like. I wish they I wish they showed up a little bit more against that Oregon State team. I'm not all in on Oregon State. That was not an impressive win. Actually, it was a win of desperation. They almost should have lost. That fucking touchdown to Jordan Addison, that's not a gimme play. That wasn't a USC better than Oregon State play. That was Oregon State losing the game oh, more was, than USC yeah. winning the game. Oh, I watched that game with a, a lot of SC fans. That yeah. It was a lot of stressed out folks. Let's just say... Let's just say I almost made a, a a larger than typical wager for myself, and luckily I stuck to my betting morals and chose not to. I was going to go a two team parlay: Utah given sixteen and a half, um, and uh, USC given five and a half. And I thought USC was the dead ringer lock, but luckily I dropped them off and just went Utah State. Utah State covers at twenty one, winning by twenty one, uh, and USC. Oh, I would have been so mad. I'd have been so mad. And the reason I didn't, because I wasn't going to be able to watch the game. So I was like, no, I'm not going to make a large wager on a game I'm not going to watch. Not worth it. I'm just going to wake up pissed off. It's not, yeah. I'm the same way. I won't bet on a game I can't watch. I just won't do it. Because, I mean, I lose 99% of the time anyways, but... um, I don't follow that rule, but... Going into the season, if if someone would have said, hey, week four, no, week three. Last week was week four. Week four. For college football, it's week four. Hey, hey, week four, uh, SC... Oregon State, there it's going to be five and a half points. You'd be like, really? That's it? Yeah. You think it'd be a lot bigger? Market, and then, which, and then USC dominates all year. I thought it should have been huge. Granted, all the good teams, undefeated teams. I was kind of browsing earlier today. None of them have. None of the undefeated teams have really played anybody, and that's typical this early into the season. Yeah. So, but I'm going to go with SC. SC. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly, fairly. Little... They're, they're definitely on my radar. I'm impressed. Um, I'm not surprised. Lincoln Riley, this is who he is. His defense gives up a lot of points, but they usually score a lot of points. So that's why I was surprised. You tell me Oregon State's only going to score 14. I'm like, oh, well, USC's going to win by 35. Defenses, but, defenses looked a little sketchy, but when the offense 
comes off the field so quickly, it, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough, and that's always been Lincoln Riley's problem. That's why he never has success in the college football well, playoffs. I'm, I'm keeping my eye on them and Penn State this year. Yeah, Penn State. Penn State looks good. Penn State looks good. I just always have trouble with their quarterback, and I'm still not a believer. I think what's his name, Clifford. Clifford's been there for a long time, and he still seems like the same old Clifford, right? And, and they're still fighting that, yeah. that, that gloom from the whole yeah. Paterno. Paterno that, yeah. That's probably going to be – but it seems – I'm actually surprised they've bounced back as quickly. I actually as haven't as thought about that for a little while, honestly. I, I, I think about it a lot because it's such a – It's such a effed up scandal, so yeah. When I see Penn State, though, I still think about that. That's yeah. the first thing I think about. And I'm like thinking, man, I, I thought these guys would be just dead in the water for at least 15, 20 years. Nope. But two, three years later, so big props to big props to Coach Franklin though. Yeah. That's that's Coach Franklin yeah. right there, instantly taking it and taking the bull by the horns and saying, "Hey, let's turn this shit around." Best way to are. best way to get over a scandal is win football games. I'll tell you that much. Winning so cures everything. Sure does. Sure does. Um, the Brownies and Deshaun Watson will hopefully uh, get some of that medicine going their way in a little bit when he comes back. But I want to touch on this and give you my take, like you just said. None of the undefeated in the top 25 teams have really played anybody. I think there is one team that kind of has. I'm going with the Tennessee Volunteers, baby. All right? I am all in on the Tennessee Volunteers right now, okay? So they have played somebody. They the, Last week, they beat Florida. Granted, not by necessarily convincing fashion, but honestly, the score was closer than the game actually was. Tennessee kind of dominated that game, and they would always let Florida kind of sneak back in, right? They are absolutely dominated by Florida. They lost 15 of the last 17 years of Florida. So that was a huge win for them, okay? So they get the big win against the Gators. They have a whole saying about how Tennessee and a duck can't pull a truck, and there's this whole thing about how Florida always beats Tennessee. Not this year. They just came off of a win against Pitt in Pitt. Tough place to play in overtime, showed some adversity, and they got Hendon Hooker, who's a veteran quarterback, and to me, not only a possible Heisman corner, uh, candidate, but probably the Heisman candidate right now at this moment. He's leading the SEC in passing in uh, yards. He's got eight touchdowns, no picks. He's third in the nation in QBR. He's seventy-eight. He's completing 78.6% of his passes against the SEC and 83 against the non-SEC opponents. Granted, he's only played one SEC opponent. I get it, but so he's got 78.6% in uh, conference and over 80 outside of conference, and they're good conference foes, and now you got Josh Heupel, great offensive mind, right, UCF guy, took over for Scott Frost when they, when everybody thought, oh, Scott Frost took UCF to the highest level to ever be, he took him a higher level, he took him to playing LSU tooth and nail to the last minute, a damn good LSU team in the Fiesta Bowl, and barely lost that game, he's got the Vols averaging 42 points per game, 450 yards per game, and he's finally got a team that he can build, Hendon Hooker's been in college for six years, granted, I usually burn six-year veteran quarterbacks, but this guy's actually producing, all right, the guy knows what he's doing. He should be a two or three year veteran in the freaking NFL at this time. He can run, he can play, and I just really love the way Tennessee's going. They got some swagger. Um, the stadium was rocking in that game against Florida, and to me, they're set up perfect. They got LSU next week, who is not that good. Granted, they somehow scraped together a three and one start. I think Tennessee hammers LSU next week and goes into Bama. But actually, Bama comes up to Tennessee and they are going to be riding high, baby. They are going to be singing Rocky Hill from the tops of their lungs as the tide rolls into town. That's going to be a great game. That is going to be a freaking epic game. I hope they don't look past LSU. I hope they hammer the shit out of LSU, run up 50 points on Brian Kelly's sorry ass Tigers team, and we have an 
epic showdown, Tennessee-Bama, baby. Not saying that they're going to win, but it's going to be one game that I'm going to make sure I got some cash on and I'm watching. Definitely, definitely want to watch that game. You definitely don't want to look back at LSU. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still LSU. It's still LSU. It's a conference. Yeah. I mean, it's SEC SEC conference game. You can't slouch anyone in the SEC, right? And the fact that Tennessee's even in the conversation, I think any SEC school besides uh, Alabama, it's like, it's such a tough place to be, right? Because you got to be, it's borderline NFL teams, all of them. Oh yeah, they're, they're NFL uh, minor league system, and to to climb out, you you have to everything goes through Alabama, right? So the fact that I feel like, and they were the team I was kind of going to pick too, to be honest with you. So when you said Tennessee, I was like, nice, okay, yep, um, yeah. So I mean, I feel like people are really high on them for a good reason, and I I didn't even really know the background about the coach, so that that's interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it was, it was a UCF coach. Yeah, it's Josh Heupel, baby, yeah, and, and and that program that was fun to watch too, watching them play in that uh, high pace offense. Yeah, so he's got he's got his guys, and he's got to coach him. He's got he's had Hendon Hooker every year since he's been there, uh, Virginia Tech transfer, graduate transfer. So I mean, he's got his he's got his team. The defense is playing ball. One three and team or four and team that I want to give a shout out um, is Kansas, dude. Have you watched a Kansas football game? I have not. Telling you, that's a good spread maker right now is Kansas. Be on Kansas, okay? The Jayhawks are playing ball. Jalen Daniels is a legit Heisman candidate, right? It should be. If you're seeing a Heisman candidate poll right now, okay, listen up, America, and you don't see Hendon Hooker number one and Jalen Daniels number two or switch that around in whichever way you want, you're not looking at a legitimate list. Those are the two guys right now, all right? Kansas is on fire fire with this dude playing quarterback and if they beat all, uh, Iowa State next week watch out dude Kansas is going to be on the map Jalen Daniels has the number one QBR in all of the country he's got over 1400 yards of total offense that's passing uh rushing and receiving yes and receiving he's got over 85 yards receiving and a touchdown at at a uh, quarterback he's a California kid that went to Kansas you know probably one of the forgotten souls of SoCal and uh he's handling business out there he's putting them back on the map they got good coaches finally out there they're playing ball man they're fun to watch the There's defense some- defense needs to get their shit together but Jalen Daniels is fun to watch I'm gonna man. make a point to watch a Kansas game because something about them is so boring to me it's always been like Kansas ah the uniforms are boring the state the state is boring <laughs> I mean, just something Not about now, Kansas baby. football. I'm like, ah, even basketball. There's something about that school. There's like a handful of schools that Dude. just come into my radar as like just being boring, like TCU, Kansas, uh, Utah. They're just in that realm of like I'm boring telling you, school. Check out this game against Iowa State. Right. It's their first like big time, big time uh, opponent. Yep. Well, actually, no. They beat Texas Tech. Uh, last year when they beat Texas Tech, that was like, oh, shit. Okay, Kansas is good. This year, they beat him soundly. Last last week, they beat Duke, covered the spread, no problem. Um, but I was watching that game, and uh, to me, you know when you're watching an exciting uh, team or player because, like, the, the announcers start to get biased almost. Like, not necessarily like they're rooting for somebody, oh, yeah. but their excitement for, like, when Kansas has the ball. Like, they were, like, just completely fluffing Jalen Daniels this whole game like every time he had the ball they're just like screaming like like high school kids in a stand watching their best player at their high school play like I'm telling you Jalen Daniels must see TV if you guys ain't watching Jayhawks game what the F are you doing on your Saturdays figure it out um but that's enough of Saturday how about Sunday we only got two three and O teams left in the NFL going into week four that's crazy to me that's crazy, bro. And it's crazy which one of them is, too. Yeah, goddamn right it is. All right, I want to know which 3-0 and team in the NFL is the best Super Bowl contender. All right, there's only two. I'll be out there. Dolphins, Eagles. Which one, Zach? Who's got the best chance of making it to the bowl, baby? Ooh, uh, 
Small sample size, got to go Eagles. I like both teams, honestly. Um, I love Tua. I love the Cheetah. I love their defense seems to be the real deal, but their defense has been solid for a long time. Always been years. the real deal, so you know. I wouldn't say always. Last couple of years, maybe. Last couple of years, there's a gap. On my there's a gap yet. in between Zach Thomas and the nowadays, but <laughs> all right. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Last couple of years, yeah, yeah, we've been there. Yeah, yeah, no, the Dolphins look really good. I, I don't know what's going on with Tua, if, what that concussion. No, uh, it wasn't a lower back, lower back injury, back. Oh, man. Lower back spasm. spasm. All right. After he hit his head, I guess. But, his back was loose. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting, too, the the connection between the two quarterbacks, right? Jalen Hurts and Tua, this is the Alabama. Oh, yeah. He took his spot, basically. Yeah, basically. You know, Ran him off to Oklahoma. What can you do? Get you, out of here, you, you sooner. You bow your head and you, you <laughs> nod your head and you go on and almost win a Heisman in another school, I guess. But yeah. um, So it's going to be – it's cool watching those guys compete. Uh, I got to give the Eagles a slight edge because of the, the defense is pretty – I think defense, you could pick either one. Yeah. Um, the, I'm going to – Casual sports fan. I Come like on, the, casual I like sports the, I like fan. I the intangibles versus the stat, but cold weather teams just get get a nod to me because deep, oh. deep, deep in the season. Cheap shot. Deep in the season. Cheap shot. Hey, you know, you're in the warm weather, partying all year. It's nice. Games are warm no matter where you play. Come come uh, December or November, <laughs> December, it's a different story. And it I, is, man. And, and I think that's uh, – I give a slight nudge because of that. The, the teams are going to be a little, little tougher, the Eagles. Plus – the mobility of uh, um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. And he looks phenomenal. I dude. think Tua can do it too, but it just doesn't seem. Tua can to, run. He doesn't seem to care to do that. Tua can run, but he's, he's a, trying to throw. He's a throw guy. He's a throw guy. Yeah. He's a throw guy more than a run guy. He's not immobile. No. He just doesn't look to run really ever unless he's in danger. He's, when he's he goes, traditional. When he goes into survival mode, he'll run. Yeah. You know, and that's good. That's how you end up with those eight-yard clips and stuff like that. And yeah. and some quarterbacks are just better at that, at running like that instead yeah. of running on demand. And it's probably better for an organization yeah. too, right? Jalen yeah. Hurts is kind of Michael Vick. Yeah, Joe, you know, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is. He's like he's more like Cam Newton. I feel like right now, like he's just he's just <laughs> he'll just run a straight up lead dive. They're running, <laughs> they're they're running forty-two blast as like a twelve yeah. blast. They're just yeah, running him straight up. He's not. Big of a guy, he's, he's not. Strong, he's he's I strong. Saw some of the videos of him doing squats. Squats. He's like, been squatting. Jesus. All right, Jalen's squatting. So, we yeah, get I'm going to give the Eagles a nut, but I like both of them. I can't believe you're fading my Dolphins, but I'm going to fade them too. I'm going to agree with you right here. Um, a little bit different angle, though. Uh, to me, Philly, just because easier path, right? Easier path to the big dance because the NFC is just much less top-heavy. Like, who's the best team in the NFC? Obviously, right now, the Eagles. The Eagles but, yeah. but it's like, who else, though? Tampa Bay, they've looked like shit. Green Bay, they've looked like crap. The whole NFC East, other than the Eagles, looks like crap. So it's like, where are you at? You're left with the Saints, who look terrible. They just got freaking worked last week. Well, you Tampa know? Bay's going to be there when it comes push comes to shove. They're gonna, you're gonna have Tampa's going to be there, I guess, through. because of Tom Brady. I think he's missing the playoffs this year. Would you bet on it? <laughs> it's a hot take. It's a hot take. <laughs> I, I, I've been on the record a couple weeks ago, and I'm sticking with it. There's a handful of guys I do not bet against, and Tom Brady is one. I won't bet against him. I bet on him, and I got burned betting on him. Yeah. Tom Brady's one of those bastards that he's burned me every time I bet on him because I've always been a not bet against him, and I finally bet on him, and it was both uh, Giants Super Bowls. So I just well, – Well, Super Bowls are tough. I just shine, I just shine time, Tom Brady, period, right now. But I got a feeling they're going to miss the playoffs. And then, like, the NFC West, who the hell is out there? The Rams look like – Crap. Stafford looks like his arm's broke. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they if without that lucky-ass win against the Raiders, I mean, what are they? Yeah, that division's not what I expected it to be. You got the not West Virginia Geno Smith running Seattle. You got your boys, San Francisco. To me, 
they might be they might be the second best favorite right now. Now that they're dialed in with Jimmy G as their man. Yeah, stepping out of the back of the end zone, really yeah. dialed. That was a that was a more ass move. I'm not gonna lie, that was a more ass move by by Jimmy. There, he shouldn't have done that one. But I'm telling you, now that he's the man, he'll get dialed in. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the Niners. But with that being said, we couldn't name anybody. We were just th- trying to think of the good teams, and we couldn't yeah. name anybody. So it's like to me, they got an easy path. Like you said, their defense is good. Jalen Hurts looked like an MVP, uh, and that dual threat part. That's gonna be the not easy part about him, right? Yeah. You can't just figure out their route schemes and beat Jalen Hurts. There's no route schemes to their offense, really. It's just run, and they don't even have good running backs. And I feel like the best rushing attacks never have a really good running back. You know, you have multiple people that you can't say, oh, Miles Sanders is their guy. Oh, Boston Scott is their guy. There's no guy. Like, guys, every single dude will grab that ball, and they're going to run hard. Those guys have been on the bench in my fantasy roster for the last <laughs> three years, and all of a sudden they're like – in the mix, because no, but it, it's right. You know, I think it's better that way. Yeah, because you don't have a stud. You have to worry about getting touches and keeping happy. I mean, just have a bunch of dudes that run hard, yeah, it, and that's what the Eagles it, got it right now. Kind of reminds me of when Lamar Jackson first did his thing a little bit. You couldn't prep for it. You tried. Teams tried to prep for it. You couldn't. Yeah, now, I mean, he's still running all over. For I was gonna it, say you still can't prep for Lamar Jackson, bro. No, you can't. But I mean, you you could just. Plan on getting run on. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you can plan on getting run on. I like that. I like that strategy. But I think it's a li- it's kind of similar to when when he kind of came out. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a surprise to me. I I, I followed him in college, Lamar Jackson. Oh, me too. Stuff. Yeah. And and I followed uh, um, Jalen in college. I, I really was a big fan of him. I, I really liked the way he handled his situation. I knew when he went to Oklahoma, he was going to be a stud. I knew he'd make the playoffs with that Lincoln Riley team. I I I just knew it, but yeah. um, I did not see too. any success in the NFL. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that just had a struggle on the bench, and obviously he's just not that dude. He's just not that dude. No, you can't you can't bench a guy yeah, like that. You can't bench a guy like that. No, so he'll find a way to get on get on get on the field. And now I think he's I think he's gotten through that. Like got to earn a spot. I haven't proven myself. I think he's arrived, and now his confidence levels there. One hundred percent. He's got AJ Brown now. Anything close to what he's capable of. He's got AJ Brown, a legit number one receiver. He's got Devontae Smith, a guy that he worked with in Alabama. Um, So yeah, Jalen Hurts is here. He ain't going nowhere. And the one thing that jumps out to me, Darius Slay looks like the best freaking corner in the league. And. On the other team, the three and and0 Dolphins, I love Xavier Howard. I'm a big old homer. I think he's I think he's actually the best corner in the league. But to me, I mean, the Eagles look legit. Their D, you can tell, can get better. And that's the scary part. Like I feel like the Dolphins D is kind of like clicking, like, yeah. And we still had to struggle against the Bills. Right. And now granted, it's the Bills, and granted, they're supposed to go on defeated up until the Dolphins rolled up on that ass. Um, but I, I, it's really hard for me not to go with the Dolphins because I'm a homer. We look good, but we still just haven't we still haven't had that dominant win. They're now still, they're still the Dolphins. They're like the exactly Padres. exactly. We win all these random games. Now what I need the last thing I need to see from the Dolphins this Thursday night against my boy Joe Shiesty and them Cincinnati Jungle Cats. We need to go whip that ass. We need to go whip that ass on the road. All right, Dolphins, show that final checkbox. Go out there and roll them thirty-five to ten or something. You guys win in the Super Bowl week. Give four. me that. Give me that. Final checkbox. That's it. Final checkbox. You heard it here first. Press coverage sports, we're, we're, baby. We're cutting the season into quarters. We're winning the first quarter. Yeah, we're winning the first quarter, and we're doing it on Thursday night in the jungle, in the natty. We're That's coming, so Joe Shiesty. You better watch your ass. Hey, they're uh, they're not looking so hot right exactly. now. Exactly. time to— uh, Exactly. And we yeah. get after that quarterback, too. Joe better watch out. We're coming, baby. And I love yeah. you, Joe step Burrow. On the, step on the throat. Yeah, I love you, Joe Burrow, but we're coming, baby. All right? <laughs> We're coming. Uh, 
But with that being said, you know, like you said, we're winning the Super Bowl in week four. So let's talk about who's winning the MVP in week three. All right, Zach, I want to know who the MVP through week three is. I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to take this one first. You better not steal who I'm thinking of. I don't think you will, but... If you don't think I will, then I'm not going to because I'm going homer all the way with my boy Tua Tagovailoa, okay? I think that he has to be the NFL's MVP through week threes, right? So here we go. Quick rundown of Tua. 925 yards, second in the NFL. Eight touchdowns, third in the NFL. Only two picks. That's a four-to-one average. You run this all the way through the end. That gives him like 48 touchdowns to 12 picks. Take it all day long. I'll take that all day long, all right? Twice on Sunday. Twice on Sunday (laughs) against the Ravens. He already did it. Um, But in the league, uh, he's the number one QBR, right? Number one, right? That's what all the analysts, we love our analytics, right? Who's the fucking best? Who's the best? Everybody wants to hate on Tua. Look at your QBR ratings. Go ahead and filter that for me real quick. Who's at the top, baby? Tua, that ooze. He's here, baby. He's finally arrived. We've seen it in Alabama. If you don't watch Saturday football, then you might not think Tua Tagovailoa is that dude. But if you watch college football on Saturday, you know that he is. He played in SEC freaking road games in front of hundreds of thousands of fans. He came off the bench as a freshman with ice water flowing from the Gatorade cooler straight to his veins and chucked that game-winning touchdown like nothing was happening against the dogs. I'm telling you, Tua Tagovailoa has arrived. He's got to be the MVP, right? He gets knocked out of the game. They say it was a head injury. I don't think so, all right? There's no, there's no, uh, Dolphins already did enough dirty business, all right? We got our nose out of the dirty books, okay? At least for a year or two, okay? Guy had a lower back injury, probably lost some feelings in his legs or something like that. He doesn't want to go out and say all that, so it doesn't seem like something more than that. You know, I mean, the way that he fell, it looked funky. It looked like he didn't know where his legs were. I don't care what it was. Willis Reed moment, baby. He comes back. He comes jogging out of the tunnel, and he leads us on a game-winning two drives, two touchdown drives against the unbeatable Josh Allen-led Bills. He Paul pierced him. Paul pierced him, baby. Paul pierced him. Just tricked him. Just a little bit of old-fashioned trickery, okay? So there's another hat that you didn't know to attack a could wear, okay? I think he's the MVP through week three, and you can argue this ten times from now till next Sunday, but to me... I think Tua not only has proven himself, but with those stats and those leading categories, he's my MVP. Absolutely. The numbers are there. He's an absolute stud. And, and He's playing ball, baby. And, and, and it's got to be exciting being a fan too, right? Cause he, he, I'm trying even, not even, to. Even not being a Dolphin fan, I mean, the guy's an absolute stud. He He's the reason I'd want to watch them, right? And then they pick up a piece like the Cheetah to, to throw to yeah. it. It's just like, geez. Two wide receivers over 350 yards already this year. Yes. They're they're looking studly. And it's hard to argue that he he – he, he couldn't be the MVP through we through. But it's so hard because it's so early, right? And I know it's so hard for you not to get uh, antsy uh, over there. Uh, but Who you got? Cooper Rush. Oh, God. Cooper Rush is the MVP to, the, to date. Cooper Rush or Cooper, Cooper Rush. Cup? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush? The quarterback for the Cowboys. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, most valuable player. Is this happening right now? This is happening. We're this talking, is happening we're on we're the talking. Press Cover Sports Show. Where is Stephen A. Smith no, at? No, yeah. I wish he was here right now. I'd get him all fired up. Where the where is Stephen A. Smith at? I hate okay. the Cowboys. Give it to me. Give I it. Hate, give me okay. your reasoning at least. I hate the Cowboys. I'm a Niners fan, but I just hate the Cowboys and their fan base. And I have a lot of them in my inner circle. Oh no! no. Friends and family. Oh no! They've so, infiltrated the so, circle. I mean, they get so worked up. We damn boys, and you know everybody loves Dak, and he's Dak's a stud. Um, top ten quarterback, no doubt, probably top five. But I like that. When, when, when he when he goes down, you're just like, well, he's the only chance they had this year. Mm-hmm. They yeah. go down, and here comes in this goofy, corny white boy nobody's ever heard of, 
Uh, I mean, you probably. I heard Cooper Rush. Yeah, of course you have. But Central Michigan, baby. You know, we're talking avid general sports fans. Half the people don't even know Central Michigan is a college. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fine Ch- institution. Ch- Chippewas or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, see. All right. All right. Come All right. on. Come on. See. But doubting your own knowledge. They, they just roll off two W's for a guy who's carrying America's team. The amount of pressure that must be on that guy's shoulders to to come in off the bench. I bet you half the Cowboys fan base didn't even know he was their backup. <laughs> Probably I'm not. Serious. Probably not. He played that one game last year. Yeah, and he and he, and he won. <laughs> and he that won. Game. Exactly. So that's he what he's saying. He's undefeated or whatever. So yeah. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback <laughs> in the league, but you said who's the MVP right now? Through week most three, most valuable player. If he wasn't there, they would have no wins this year. That's true. He's keeping so, them afloat. I'll so, give you that. So for the sake of conversation, that's my pick. Okay. Now, come back to me in two weeks. I'm sure it'll be a totally different conversation. Well, let's see, though. Let's see. They got it. They got a matchup against the Commanders, which is another winnable game for your boy Cooper Rush, uh, the MVP. I would just say the Cowboys' defense is more of an MVP than Cooper Rush right now. That's where you I'm going. You said which individual player. All right. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll agree to disagree on that topic. You got to give the fans something to, to hear, too. You know, something different. Yeah. Cooper Rush, MVP. That's definitely different. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Let's see the other side, though. Who's your most disappointing player from a performance point of view so far in the NFL, Zach? All right. Now, it's obviously yeah. not Cooper Rush. No. He's the best. Now, I, I wish I had stats to throw out. And the stats probably slightly will contradict this, but Russell Let's Wilson, see. to me, has been probably the biggest disappointment from a fan, just a football fan. I'm a Niners fan, but I'm more of a casual football fan, right? Like, yeah, if they're playing, I'm rooting for them. But I like to see good football, and I like players more than I do teams, I would say. Good. And I've always liked Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, there's something – I think it might have been in the Seattle Especially uniforms. being a Niners fan, too, you know, know, to say tor- you like Russell torches. Wilson. Yeah. Torch us. So I think it's that respect, and uh, I don't know. I like the Seahawks uniforms, I guess. But he just throws that ball on a freaking line, zip – just there's something about he's got that, that shortstop so bar, man. He's exactly. got that shortstop bar. Player. Yes. That's what it is too. And I, and I like his story. Went and played the minor leagues, uh, minor leagues. Came back, went to NC State. Like I, his story's cool. He still gets like drafted a, every year too in the MLB yeah, draft. Stud. He could probably go play in the bigs right now. Sure. Oh, if he wanted to, yeah, sure. So he, he throws missiles. He runs. He's just like a a game manager, and I really like watching him play. I've watched every game this year because I like watching. Him. Just who? Where is he? <laughs> what what happened to him? I think they they're two and one. One and two. Are, are they one and two? One and okay, two. I thought they won two games, but it's just like, ihole. Yeah. Not, not impressive. And then, like, some of the offseason banter and the hype and then the video of him in Seattle on the star, uh, in the middle of the fan. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it's that. Like, it's like, it's not a, on, not a good look, Russ. yourself, man. And then you just don't, I don't know. Sierra's talking to him too much. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I, I don't think. know. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, getting maybe away from the limelights and, then, you know, going to Colorado, maybe kind of come back to his roots and, and do his thing. But there's just something about watching. And I'm sure the offense doesn't help. you you got to have players around you, right? Of course. He's, he's always had good good, good receivers to throw to. But, of course. Um, I don't know. There's just, to me, I would say he's disappointing. He Russell turn, Wilson. He turn it around. Russell Wilson has been a huge disappointment, right? He's definitely one of the people that I prepped this topic for, you know, looking at it. And uh, just to continue on your point, right? I think the dam- most damning thing about Russell Wilson so far this year is he's completing under 60% 
completion percentage. That is not Russell Wilson-like, right? That is not his style. He's got a career 69.8%, which is like, it's, if you don't know about completion percentage, that's pretty, that's pretty high. It's like, it's like above, it's above average. So he's never been like Aaron Rodgers throwing 76% every year. It's like a B plus. Exactly. It's a solid B plus, solid B plus for NFL quarterbacks. But the offense is only averaging 13 points per game. Terrible. They should be 0-3 with that lucky-ass BS win they just got against your Niners because Jimmy G stepped out of bounds. So they should be 0-3. And then once they get into the thick of the AFC West, it's going to get ugly, man. It's going to get ugly. It's going to be bad for Russ. He's only averaging 2.4 yards per carry, which to me is the most damning thing of all. As we talked a little bit earlier in the in the episode, like how Tua is just more of a scrambler. That's how Russell Wilson like kind of always has been, right? Like he's always been that guy that can scramble for the eight yards when he wants to get them. Yeah. Like to me, the simple fact that he has 12 carries and he's only averaging 2.4 yards per carry, something's wrong. Like he's not reading the defense right or he's being told to stay in the pocket too long or he doesn't understand the offense he doesn't know when it's time to bail yet but something's wrong something he can't do anything right now he can't even scramble right I know he was super comfortable in Seattle I mean it was basically just his his team yeah. right so I'm, I'm sure there's a little bit of that new buzz and trying to get the new program the new coach the playbook the fan base I mean I, but yeah that, I, get I think the biggest reason I picked that too is because watching that game the other night it was just it looked crap. Yeah, both, both, crap. Both, both teams. Both teams. The Niners crazy. are a little more understandable. They always kind of snooze fested around yeah. in the beginning. That's Kyle Shannon's kind of MO a little bit. Uh, but yeah, Russ has looked terrible. Um, and I don't know the stats behind how many times he's been sacked this year, but it feels like he's been sacked a lot. Yeah, because he's not scrambling. And, and, and he doesn't scramble to run. He scrambles to get another to get a throw off, right? Yeah. So he scrambles. He moves laterally. He always finds a way to get the damn ball off. Like Kind of like Patrick Mahomes a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, it just seems like he's – They just, only have two touchdowns on the whole year. He's trying to be a pocket passer or they, something. Them and the – Cow- well, before Monday night, them and the Cowboys were the only two teams with two touchdowns going into uh, the game. And the Broncos left that game with still only – Two touchdowns. Wow, that's pretty shitty. So uh, with no, that's pretty shitty. With no so, stats behind my uh, assessment, I was. Uh, you're no, you're, you're 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 spot on. I'm not picking Russell Wilson, but I do agree that he's been a huge, huge disappointment. And I'm on I'm on record, and that's why I'm not picking him as a disappointment. As uh, when they made the trade with Seattle, I said on that press coverage sports show that we were covering that I don't think Russell Wilson will ever make the playoffs again. And that's why I just think Denver's never been able to produce high-level, skilled players. You can look back at all their teams, even the good ones. They've always been dominated by maybe like some kind of good running back like Terrell Davis or an elite-level quarterback like Peyton Manning. You look at that, like Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. He was a great wide receiver, but... He wasn't a great wide receiver. He really wasn't. You take away his Peyton Manning years, he was above average, maybe. Yeah, Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas was like the greatest tight end in the world. I remember when he got traded to the the Jaguars, or the Jaguars signed him in free agency, gave him like a freaking $80 million, and he caught like 12 catches the next year. Like, he was nothing without Peyton Manning. So, I mean... Well, they had Tebow, and then, you know, just... And then look at the skill set that they had around Tebow. And even yeah. his sorry ass was dragging him to the playoffs. Playoff yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, those teams those teams were terrible. Yeah. They never were good at finding 
good skill players, and I feel like that's still what they have. And when everybody was like, oh, Russell's going to a team with better skill players. They got Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton was the worst fantasy football draft pick I've ever made in my life last year, and he's doubling down on that right now this year. He was surrounded by players every year in Seattle. Exactly. Tyler Lockett is a stud. DK Metcalf is a freak. He always had a great running game and a solid offensive concept. So I knew that it was going to be bad news going there. And everybody, Nathaniel Hackett? Oh, Nathaniel Hackett's this offensive guru that that Aaron Rodgers has been leaning on bullshit he's the guy that decided to kick a field goal from the two-yard line with Aaron Rodgers and try and get an onside kick in the playoffs and then you're surprised that he decides to go for a 78-yard fucking field goal to win the game instead of let Russell Wilson the guy you just paid a quarter of a billion dollars to go for no so you know what you screwed yourself when you hired Nathaniel Hackett and then you screwed yourself with not doing anything in free agency and acting like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are them dudes when they're not okay it wasn't Drew Locke it wasn't Drew Locke it wasn't Teddy Bridgewater it was your sorry ass wide receivers and yeah. and Russell Wilson is starting to learn when you get in the league you need receivers and that's the biggest difference between Jalen Hurts this year they got a dude for him they went and got AJ Brown they got a dude and now all of a sudden he's MVP yeah Lockett would bail him out of so many situations so many just launch it and Lockett yeah. will get it he and knew got he knew the scramble drill he's like oh Russell's scrambling I'm gonna haul ass towards the goalpost and he's gonna he's gonna yeah. throw that center he's field a big reason for a lot of those yards passing, totally passing he's yards. gonna throw that center field ball to me where he's like <laughs> that's it he just takes so, his one step in and lets it lets it fly baby so, so you said he's never winning a Super Bowl game but what you meant to say was no, he's I, never winning a Super Bowl with the Broncos no I didn't say uh, never win a Super Bowl I said game. never making the playoffs making the playoffs he's never gonna make the playoffs again I don't think he'll go to another team. Yeah. It could it could shit hit a fan. It, yeah, two, you never th- know. Two, three seasons, he's out of You never know. Maybe yeah. he can end up on a desperate team. Okay, I'll leave that. Maybe there's a Joe Montana Swan song left in his career, but in the Broncos, not going to happen. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. But to me, biggest disappointment because I already saw this coming for Russell Wilson. I knew that the Broncos were going to be in trouble. I got to go Matty Ice, man. When the Colts traded for Matty Ice, I was like, yo, now this team is ready. I was I was all on the Carson Wentz, you suck team. And, like, all they need is a quarterback. And they got Matt Ryan. He got written off in Atlanta. He had no help in I Atlanta. He, retired. he still plays? He does still oh. play. You wouldn't know by the statistics. But Matty Ice is actually manning the helm up in Indianapolis with arguably one of the best defenses in the league, one of the best running backs in the league. That fantasy uh, league owners are probably punching themselves into the groins uh, or the most delicate parts of their body to get back at themselves for drafting Jonathan Taylor number one overall because he's been non-existent. There's nothing wrong with him. You would think you would think the guy tore his ACL in the first play of the game. I knock on the yellow table. I don't wish that upon you, Jonathan Taylor. I hope you bounce back, brother. But you're playing like crap, man. Like, what's going on, dude? You're not doing anything. But that's common with these Wisconsin backs, man. They wear a lot of tread off the tires in Wisconsin, man. They they feed the beast up there, and they can't really put together full seasons over and over and over again. I mean, what happened to your buddy Ron Dane? Where'd that guy go? Where'd that guy go? But you think of Melvin Gordon. Everybody says, oh, Melvin Gordon is really good running back in the league right now. Oh, really? On that fucking Denver Broncos team that can't score any points? Yeah. I don't think he is. Yeah, he's he's deep on my fantasy bench. Right and he now. only and he only gets 15 carries because he can't hold, he can't hold that load no more. And the Chargers tried to give him it and what did he have? He had a great year for the Chargers. Remember that year? Remember that year? 300 something carries, 1800 yards or whatever it was, looked world beater and they got rid of him. Why would they get rid of him? Cuz they noticed like, oh, this dude's broke down. Yeah, he looks like he, they looked, he at looks the, like he's in slow motion. They looked at the MRIs and they were like my man ain't got too many steps left in him. You know, he's a 12, he's a 12 carry guy now. He'll give you other, t- who was the running back for the Rams? He reminds me of the same guy who I don't know. Oh, Todd Gurley. Gurley. He Todd reminds Gurley. me of Gurley. 
Yeah. You know, had that boom, wow, this guy. Oh, well, Todd Gurley had that one year, man. Todd Hurley had that one year where it was like, damn. And he had that year in Georgia, too. Like, you could tell he was that dude. Uh, but yeah, Wisconsin backs, they just they just break down. So I hope Jonathan Taylor, you know, puts it together. Um, but he does have a lot of tread off the tires already left uh up there at Camp Randall in Wisconsin. But Matty Ice has been disappointed, man. I mean, three touchdowns to four picks right now. You gotta be kidding me. And he's got guys. He's got guys. He's got he's got Michael Pittman Jr. Hey, you're a disgrace to Oaks Christian right now, Michael Pittman Jr. Get it together. All right, figure it out, Matt Ryan, because you're looking really bad, and it looked like they're better off with Carson Wentz, who's outpacing you right now with seven touchdowns and almost two hundred more yards than you and the same record the same pitiful one and two record uh the Colts I guess got it together and beat the Chiefs out of nowhere but you probably caught them sleeping you guys got to get your shit together Colts and especially you Matt Ryan uh you might as well just retire yeah so I said there's a few guys that I don't bet against Matty Ice is one of them he's he's burned me yeah ever since I learned because when you bet against him and you think he's gonna lose he comes out and plays good I mean all all careers from a career standpoint he's one of he's stud he's in some top list I don't know of course 25. He's an NFL MVP. He's stuck. But the you last, win an MVP in the NFL, you're legit. It kind of feels like Pujols a little bit, where it's like, man, he's still going. Oh, he's still going. Like, oh, okay, he's good enough. He's good enough. Get him out of Atlanta. Oh, this, maybe this will be a, a new deal. Like you're yeah. saying, he's yeah. going to come revive back to life. Ice, yeah. you know? It's not Matty Water anymore. He's yeah. frozen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah I, honestly, when you said Matty Ice, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's Matty Water still. I, I mean, you go to Indianapolis, you could disappear real quick, too, but. Well, yeah. we've been forgetting about Matty Waters, Matty Eyes, Matt Ryan, whatever we want to call him this week. We'll see what he does next week. But speaking of next week, okay, we're going to get to a spot where we can start forgetting about people, right? It's starting to become contenders and pretenders time, all right? So week four, got a nice slate coming our way. Zach, what game do you think has the biggest amount of contender versus pretender uh, proven ship possible right so meaning which of these games is going to prove somebody to be a contender or pretender more than the others there's a handful out there i, I know think, is it good is good and, slate baby and, it's a fun time in and, the league right now no one knows who they are and you spoiled you spoiled it for me a little bit earlier but i was gonna say dolphins bangles but you kind of you, mm-hmm. you, you, you warmed that up right I, we won't call it a teaser because i feel you, you said everything i was gonna say it's a big deal for both teams i think if the Bengals lose Ouch! They're gonna have some work ahead of them to get in the playoffs. Super Bowl. They're gonna be looking pretenderish. That's what I'm saying. But if the Dolphins lose, I don't think it says uh, it doesn't say they're not a contender, and it doesn't make them a pretender. So it's almost a bigger game for the Bengals, right? But like you said, both teams too. I mean, it's a it's a, that's a big game for both teams. I feel like it when you come out of the Super Bowl, Bowl yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. come on, and then, and 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 then. He if gets you to be lose one and week three. four, one and three, lose to the Dolphins. Dolphins go four and zero. Oh. It's just a complete shift uh, for both teams. But since we talked about that already, I'm going to pass on that. But I that that that's one of them. It is one. So I, I, Bills, I hate Thursday Bills, games though. Thursday games are always weird. Yeah, they're they're, they're fun for the fans. Though, yeah, right? you get a little sneak peek going. And Amazon, week. Amazon, freaking uh, monopolized that one yeah. somehow. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but there's a lot of competition now for that. Um, so I'm kind of in between Bills Ravens or Bucks Chiefs, but I think both of those are big, big games. I I kind of like the Bills Ravens because the Bills coming off a loss of the Dolphins. I think everyone expected them to go in there and stomp on them, and then Dolphins came and said, "Not today, not today, not today baby." Today, baby. So they need a big bounce back win, but it's not a pretender situation for either one of those teams. But I, I the Ravens are sneaky. Mm-hmm. They got pretty much the best player in the NFL. They got the MVP. Yeah. They got the real MVP is Lamar Jackson. I so mean, I think if they win, if the if the Ravens win, the Ravens are I mean they're a contender no matter what, but I feel like they're suspect minus 
Lamar Jackson. Of course. So of course. He's they, their guy. But if, if, they, if they beat the Bills and then the Bills go back-to-back losses. That's huge. That's a shit. I think they could do it. They, I do, too. So, I mean, those, those are the ones. And then the Bucks and the Chiefs. The Chiefs lose. They're the, they're the Chiefs. It's not yeah. a big deal. And if the, and the Bucks, Bucks lose, the, they still got Tom Brady. Exactly. But I, I do agree though. If the Bucks, the Bucks need this game more than anybody. Of yeah. all those six teams, I, I'm sorry I couldn't isolate it down to one team because there's three. There's a lot of good games. There's a lot of good games this week. But I, you know, I, I'll probably just stick with the the Dolphins, Bengals, and that's going to be a good I'm one. I'm going to toot the horn for you since I kind of dog them a little yeah. earlier. That's going to be no. That's going to be a good game, and I think that's going to be damning for the Bengals if they lose that one. That's going to be tough for them to come back from. Um, and all those games are legit ass games. Um, but there's one that you overlooked. I think um, I'm going with the Doug Peterson led Jaguars rolling back in to the streets of Philadelphia, baby. Doug Peterson's revenge game won the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. He's coming in pumped up, right? What did we just do? We just crowned the Eagles the new Bills earlier in this segment, right? This is the fun part of the NFL. You get to crown who's going to go undefeated, right? Now the Eagles going undefeated, baby. Jalen Hurts is a he's, a he's a thug. He's a thoroughbred. No one can stop him. Here come the Jaguars, right? They're one circus catch away from being undefeated, right? Jahan Dotson, uh, rookie out of uh, one of your favorite undefeated teams, Penn State, um, with old Carson Wentz. He ends up getting a win. That's the only win the Commanders have this year. Well, they've already met their quota. They got two wins on Exactly. River Bowl, yeah. Oh, the Jags? The Jags. The Jags. Well, I mean, hey, he's already already tied Urban Meyer for the franchise lead in wins as far as as the two most recent coaches go. They're free rolling right now, Yeah, that's it. They're playing with house money. Baby, they're running on the riverboat. They got Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be the best quarterback ever. We wrote him off last year, like, ah, you bum. Kind of reminds me a lot of Andrew Luck. Remember, Andrew Luck first came in the league, everybody was like, he's a sh- you can't miss with Andrew Luck. And then he had this year, where he was like, really, this guy, you can't miss with this guy. And then next year, he just came out guns blazing. People forget about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck could be the best quarterback in the league Still, right now, yeah. today. Yeah. Like, this was supposed to be his time. Yeah. Um, He's just too smart. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he said, he screw that. that. Yeah, he's like, I don't feel like being brain dead. I made enough money. <laughs> I've guy. got my investments. Um, but whatever, Andrew Luck, I hope you're crushing life wherever you're at, brother. But the Jaguars, I think, are going to come into, uh, uh, come running down South Street uh, Saturday night and roll right into Lincoln Financial and give the Dirty Birds of uh, Philly everything they can freaking handle, right? Um, the Jaguars, like I said, almost are undefeated. They handedly beat down the Chargers last week. I get it, whatever. Justin Herbert's got busted up ribs. Man up. Throw a flak jacket on, kid, and keep throwing the rock. So I don't want to hear that Justin Herbert being jacked up is the reason they lost 38-10. to 10. And he and he was out there throwing. Yeah, he it's was out like, there. It's not like he just. It's not like he looked bad or anything. No, the guy bad. was out there playing ball. The d- same defense, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, that after week one they looked like world beaters. They were out there. Yeah, no, that was probably the biggest. Where were they surprise at? Last That's week. what I'm saying. Jaguars came in and whooped that ass. I like, actually, I actually didn't get a chance to get my bed in on that game. I missed it by a few minutes, but I'm better off because I was gonna say, thank God. I know you weren't going Jags. Yeah, I got burned. Yeah. Um, so now the Eagles have emerged as possibly the best Week Four team, and they're gonna have to cement that against the Jags as a contender, and then. On the other side, the Jags get to maybe cement themselves as not a pretender. Absolutely. So I think I think I think the Eagles and the Jaguars both have a chance to say, "Hey, we're contenders." I don't think anybody's going to turn into a pretender that week, but they both got a chance to really say, "Watch out now." 
Yeah, we're counting. We're counting. That's a good one. There's a lot of good. There is another one. Another the other one that I had prepped wasn't one that you had, um, but I had Minnesota New Orleans and New Orleans one and two. Their O's look like crap. Minnesota set the tone good coming out week one. Gave it to Aaron Rodgers. The NFC North is ours, baby. It's coming through Minnesota. They had the Viking horns blasting. They were riding high and then they got worked the next week. They got worked. They look like crap against the Eagles and they got to get Dalvin Cook going though. Only 240 yard scrimmage yards this year. Kevin O'Connell, you're supposed to be an offensive guy. That's unheard of, all right? Chill out with uh, Justin Jefferson. He doesn't need to do a gritty every game, all right? You got to work. Thielen's down too, isn't he? Thielen's been looking like crap. Yeah. He finally came back last week and had some good yards, um, but they got to keep him going. The offense looked the best last week with Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson playing, but I get it. Justin Jefferson, definitely top five receiver in the league, but you got to spread the wealth out, O'Connell. Don't go to the well too many times, or at least tell Kirk Cousins. I know you like that. But mm. find something else. Um, yeah, that's going to be a good like game. That. Because New Orleans, though, to me, they're in the pretender realm right now. Absolutely. Like, they're going to end up being 1-3 after losing to your boy Baker Mayfield and the Panthers last week. That is not a good look. They go down 1-3. I mean, that's going to be bad. And then you're like, oh, they're 1-3, but who'd they beat? They beat the freaking Falcons by one point, and they had to come back from 13 down in the second half. It smells no, no, pretender. I think, I think they're already smells in, pretender. They're already in there. They're already in the pretender box. Right I don't know. This this they week climb out of it. That, this week will double down on yeah, it, dude. I this agree. week will double down on it. I agree. Um, but one thing I always double down and triple down on is sweet fuel. And there's always a bump and run segment brought to you. By Sweet Fuel, by Joel. It's a persistence foods company providing you with one-of-a-kind, flavorful pro- full protein uh, bars and supplements in all different kinds of flavors. Uh, my new favorite is definitely the salted caramel. I'm all over it. I was a dark chocolate guy, and then I got a couple of salted caramel. Can't put them down now. Regardless, look up Sweet Fuel on Get Sweet Fuel on IG. DM them for offers or find them in any persistence culture facility throughout Ventura County. Um, but here we are. Bump and Run brought to you by Sweet Fuel. What you got, Zach? Well, I must say they must be really good because you're all out of samples. I, I got one for oh, you in the fridge right, right there, bro. Nice. Come okay. on. Sounds Come on. Good. And it's salted caramel. All oh, right. I got you. you were I got you. you were I got you. Later. I saved it for you. Come on, man. <laughs> what right. we got? Okay. You know, I'm a Clippers fan. Oh, God. Yeah. Basketball season is upon us. Couple, it is. Couple, it is. It just kicked off. It yeah. is. And next show, we're going to be knee deep in some basketball topics. Right, so yeah, Stay probably, tuned. Yeah. A couple weeks away until everyone starts getting excited, but. I'm excited. I haven't been excited for a few years. Ever since DeAndre Jordan left. Why, are you switching to a Sixers fan? Come on now. Let's not get crazy. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Okay. Um, I think they're legitimate contenders. I'm not going to say to win the West. I'm a Clippers fan, so I'm I'm not greedy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not shouldn't greedy. be. He I'm shouldn't saying, need much to be happy. To me, getting in the third round of the playoffs would be borderline winning a ring. For me. <laughs> And get, I'm all, get into the Western Conference. I just want to get to the Western Conference. I want to break through and get to the Western Conference. I would just be so happy. That would just make my life complete. And I think this year, and I haven't said it for about four years. I've said it every year, probably a year prior to that. Yeah, the Chris Paul years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we said that's when I got excited. I'm like, oh, we actually have a chance, you know. Um, that's when it, everyone started becoming Clippers fans too. Yeah. All of a sudden, uh-huh. right? But I've been Bob doing City. it since like oh yeah. one. Um, you know, <laughs> the Cor- Lamar Cor- Odom Cor- days. Maggette, Lamar Odom, Elton Brand. Yeah. That's right. Richardson, Q Rich. Uh, but let's not get caught up in the nostalgic. We got John Wall who came into town. I'm mm-hmm. really excited about him. I've been watching a lot of clips. Mm-hmm. He looks mm-hmm. strong, mm-hmm. big. He's mm-hmm. coming off. Mm-hmm. When guys like that, guys like that need to play ball. When they're coming off a year or two where they haven't played a lot of ball, they're itching. He's got a new squad. He's in L.A. Kathai Leonard mm-hmm. is looking real meaty. 
Kathai with those big ass thighs. Yeah, man. no, he's, he's in shape. He's in and, shape. And I'm a little worried about his motivation, but always the case with Kawhi. Always the case, but it feels different this year. He made some comments. Uh, uh, well, well, we'll get into that, but PG's looking like a top three or four player coming out of last year. I think he's top five player in the league. I've always been a Paul George. So PG, Kawhi, John Wall, our supporting staff is a little suspect per usual, mm-hmm. but I think they can make it to the finals, the 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 the, the conference finals. The conference finals of the West Zoom Do Conference. Do you agree that that is a strong possibility? That is a strong take from a Clippers fan. Tell you that much. It's definitely a strong take. Um, I'll give the Clippers a little bit more of a chance by addition from subtraction. Utah went on a fucking yard sale and just put up a signed draft picks for any player. Come get them now. Uh, that team's completely gone. So there's one playoff team they don't have to worry about. Well, it's because Rudy Gobert started the damn COVID. In the yeah. NBA. To me, the Timberwolves are going to probably get better because Anthony Edwards is that dude. I love me some Anthony Edwards right now. One of my favoriteest young players. Ja Morant, another really good favorite young player. All happen to be in the Western Conference. Uh, the Lakers with LeBron James. I don't necessarily see them flopping this year. They got to figure it out. The they got to figure out what to do with Russ. Russ is the Russ is the linchpin for them. So I'll leave them kind of off to the side. Um, but let's just go hypothetically speaking. I'm assuming Golden State is in the front. In that, I'm yeah, Golden State, Golden, Golden State. Golden State. Golden State is the so best team. Golden State is the best team in the West. Remove them. Uh, Phoenix, I've never been big on Phoenix. I've never been big on Chris Paul in the playoffs. I think he's proved that time and time again. As a Clippers fan, you know that all too well. Um, So I would say if Kawhi Leonard plays a full season, if Paul George plays a full season, I would have to say with John Wall, let's say he plays 50, right? You can't expect John Wall to play a full season. He's not that guy anymore. He's too fast. He's too dynamic. Um, We got guards anyways. Yeah, so no, let's just say they let's just say they use him smartly, and he plays he plays fifty games. He has a couple of bumps and bruises along the way, but he plays fifty games, and he he gives me seventy percent of what John Wall is, and I love me some John Wall. I'm a huge John Wall fan. I'd say I'd say the Clippers are definitely a top four seed, which gives them a chance. I'll give them a chance. I'll give them a chance, but realistically, I see the Western Conference Finals going through L.A by means of Golden State and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I think LeBron James has one last chance to get a swan song. I think uh, them getting guys like Patrick Beverly and a coach like Darvin Ham, LeBron does great with these non-established coaches when they first get there. He's going to get to mend that team into what he wants. He's going to convince Darvin Ham to run the show the way that he wants. And if Anthony, if we're just in a hypothetical world where everybody stays healthy and Anthony Davis stays healthy all year long, Lakers are going to be, Lakers are going to be there. <laughs> they got to figure out what to do, with Russell Wilson. I don't know if they, I, I don't know if they bench Russell Westbrook or well, they Bev trade is him. Not or, the answer, I can tell you that. Right Pat Bev's a nice piece, a nice piece, but I feel like Le, he's not the type of guy. He's that a nice LeBron's piece. not gonna, not gonna deal with him. LeBron's not gonna be able to handle. He'll appreciate his spunkiness. Yeah, for the first maybe thirty games, I think LeBron James is probably gonna beat him down in the locker room. <laughs> you know, it, there's gonna be fights. I, I just don't think. The Lakers are a team for someone like him, and I, I was really big on him early in his career. Uh, lately, it just mm-hmm. turned into, like, wow, he really is a freaking punk, you know? It's one of those guys, like, oh, when oh, he's yes, on your yes, team, yes. you like him, but I'm like, Dude, He's like a Dennis Rodman. He's a little Dennis Rodman. He's the kind of guy that'll slap, your, he'll, he'll slap you in the junk. He'll put his knee up your ass crack. He'll do whatever. I don't mind that. 
I don't mind the in the gameplay. It's just some of the other stuff he oh. does, like the push in the back or the, the stuff over. when or the stuff after the Timberwolves won that game when he yeah. was acting like they won the NBA stuff, finals yeah, and yelling just, and screaming yeah. at everybody. It's right, like, I yeah, think, calm down, Pat. Beth. Yeah, I think he's gonna piss. He's just gonna be a little uh, pest, and LeBron's not gonna deal with it late in his career. Yeah. He'll probably get him shipped out. It's All right. Well, if you got, if you want to make me trade out the Lakers, I'm still not subbing in the Clippers. I got to go. Got to go. John Morant and them Grizzlies. John Morant's that dude. He's gonna become. I haven't even talked about Luca. Shit. I mean, the Western Conference is tough, dude. Basket yeah. NBA is great. Yeah. NBA is great. Now you got Donovan Mitchell on the Eastern Conference, dude. Both conferences to me are probably as equally stacked as they've been in a long time. So I'm excited for the season. Nice. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. So I'll Harden just- looks skinny. Say he lost over a hundred pounds. <laughs> A hundred pounds? And that's what he said. No because they're asking, like, how many pounds did you lose? He said, hundred pounds. Tweet that. He's just messing. He's just he's just effing with him. But yeah. he looks good. He no, looks I skinny. Just to he get, looks skinny. I just wanted to get a stamp of approval from a a solid, legitimate sports guy. Yeah, I give you. I, I give co-sign you. Co-sign it, but it, you didn't co-sign. I give you a stamp of possibility. Hey, that's as a Clipper fan, I'll take it. If you got to put a hundred bucks on a team to go to the finals, and you want your best odds, Clippers might be your best odds out there. Futures bet on the Clippers, huh? Hundred. What, what do you think the odds are on that? <sighs> if I had the guess, it's probably only like nine to one or something like that. If I had, yeah. If I had, if I had the guess with Kawhi Leonard right now being healthy and all everything, I would say a nine to one would be a good deal. I, I would say like probably future bets are pretty. I'd probably say I'd probably say somewhere in like the realm of six to one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably that's probably more accurate. Future bets. Vegas doesn't get too carried away on that. They don't get too carried away until a team starts to fall to shit. <laughs> like when I took the Bengals, I had the Bengals. I threw a hundred bucks cash on the Bengals in Week 14 last year to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were and they were they were twenty they were. Uh, 250 to 1. Oh. They're 250 to 1. That nice Dude, it was going to, yeah, that's why, like, you go back in the press coverage sports shows, I bought I bought Jamar Chase jersey as it started getting close. I mean, I was all in. I was all in, dude, and they fell apart. But, you know, that's a, that's that's the life we live. Uh, but, Zach, thank you for living life with me at the Yellow Table for a few, man. Uh, it's been a great episode. Can't wait to do more with you, brother. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, fun. man. A lot of fun. Later, brother. Yeah.